Welcome. You've joined The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we've been having a great, great, great day here. And We are on the final leg of our journey back to Fort Lauderdale with the incredible Bliss Cruise. 4,400 sexy people have been sailing with us. We started in Fort Lauderdale. We went to Jamaica. We had a great time at Hedonism. We stopped in Cozumel yesterday. And today, we're just sailing back home with... Um, you know, just catching up and talking to everybody about the great time that we've had here. And we just happened to catch on and hook in one of our favorite people on the ship. We've got Goddess Phoenix here with us, and we have interviewed you before. A lot of our, our uh, listeners know who you are. You're on the... Um, Alaskan Cruise with Luxury Lifestyle Vacations. Cruise, yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what you do, Goddess Phoenix. Well, I'm a world-renowned dominatrix and kink expert. Absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. I am um, 50 years old, fit and fabulous. I love it. One of the things that I do is I like for people to understand about um, you know, fitness and being uh, fit in my lifestyle. So it makes so much better for me as a goddess that I present myself with my figure, which is 36D. 2436. Well, beautiful. And I know you were in a competition just recently, and congratulations for Thank winning. Thank you. Tell everybody about the competition you were just in. I entered a NPC, my first time competition. Um, I entered seven events, and I won seven events, and oh. I actually was able to go to the Worlds. Oh, congratulations. And when is that? That's going to be next November. Oh, good. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. So on this ship, you've been working very, very hard and doing a lot of fun things, too. Not only are you beautiful and talented, but you're very experienced in the kink world, and you uh, spend a lot of time in the dungeon. So tell us a little bit about your goddess experience. The goddess experience is a new um, method that I've created for people who are interested in kink um, with a central touch aspect of it. As a dominatrix, people think that being a dom is all about pain and hurting someone, and it's not. There is so many different levels of being a professional dominatrix, and the goddess experience separates being a mistress, and it goes into a goddess. And a lot of people are not aware that a mistress is a little bit different than a goddess. And what is the difference exactly? Um, a mistress is someone who demands immediate get down on your knees you will stay there they'll put you in a corner and trust me I've, I've been that you know I've been a dom for 25 years so I'm used to doing that and I've done that and then I wanted to create something for people on cruises like this who are not so much into the hardcore aspect of BDSM but more into the loving nurturing kinky side of it so that's what I give them is the goddess experience and while you were working in the dungeon and creating scenes, and I know that that's a little bit of work and effort on your side, explain to everybody what that actually is. What were you doing there in the dungeon? Well, whenever I'm doing working on a scene, I learn the dynamics of the people that I'm working with. And if it's a couple, I want to find out what he's looking for, what she's looking for, and I want to incorporate my skill set to give them the most out of their experience. So if they're looking for something more pleasurable, then I can use sensation play to enhance that. I can use sensory depth 
to enhance that, where say that he's blindfolded and he's got two beautiful women working on him. So when you say you create a scene, what exactly does that mean? Creating a scene is when you're building the dynamic between the, the subject that you're working with and you're creating a scenario, whether it be um, say that they want something where it's touch or say they want something where it's impact play. You want to find out the, de- the different methods that works best for that person that you're working with. Like a lot of people, they're not into heavy impact. So I use different types of things like my floggers, as you see right here. So is flogging considered sensory play or impact play? It's, it's impact play, but I do it with sensory play when I use colored lights. Oh, okay, and that's because it's a softer touch? It's a softer touch, and with color therapy, with my floggers that I have, they're um, LED floggers, so I'll ask a person, what's your favorite color? And if they say blue, then I will flog them to blue. If they say purple, I'll flog them to purple. If they say a green, I'll flog them to green. But I'll go with the lights over them so they can see the color. And I've measured people's um, rhythm to that, and it's more experience. They get more pleasure from color therapy playing with floggers than regular black floggers, which is more of an impact. Interesting. You do this together with the couple, or you take one partner and the other one watches? Um, I let the part, one partner watch while I'm working on him or her. I let the other one watch so they can observe and they can learn. So is it the person that you're working with, the one who um, uh, asks for the certain type of thing, or is it the partner who says, I would like to see that on my partner? Well, sometimes it's a little bit of both. Sometimes they don't know what they want. And that's left up to me to determine what they're looking for. Sometimes they have no experience in the dungeon or kink or BDSM. So I'll ask them little questions and I'll do little sensory touches with them so that I can determine what they're looking for. And could you walk us through one of your favorite scenes that you did while you were here on the Bliss Cruise? Oh, one of many of my favorite scenes. Um, Okay, I worked with a couple that had no experience in kink. They had no idea about flogging, whips, LEDs, sensory play. So I introduced them to the goddess experience. And I said, well, what we're going to do is we're going to start with something fluffy. Something like um, soft fur on your skin. And then sensory touch with my nails. Now, were they lying down or standing up? They were on a St. Andrew's cross. And I didn't want to blindfold them right away. So I allowed them to see what I was doing. And the St. Andrew's Cross is? A St. Andrew's Cross is an implement that stands up so that you can attach someone to it or they can lean up against it. And their arms are spread out? Are they attached there? They're not spread out. They're up above their head. So their arms are always above their head and their legs are spread. So it almost looks like a, an X. But they're attached there. They can't move. They're attached there. And they trust you to do what they and ask they them. They trust me. And now if it's someone new... But before I attach them, I allow them to hold on to handles so that they have the freedom at any given point in time to let go if they're uncomfortable. And I give them signals and safe words so that they, are, they can say yellow. That means they're close to their limit. They can say red, which means they're at their limit. Out of the entire time that I've been playing on the ship, no one has made it to red, oh. except for those who are into hardcore play. Okay. So for this uh, goddess experience, and you put someone on the St. Andrew's Cross, you started with the fluffy fur. Where did you touch them with the fur? All over their body. I wanted to start from the nap of their neck, to their face, to their torso, to their breast. Um, with the men, a lot of chest hair. I run my fingernails through that. 
and run my fingernails up and down. One of the things that I've done is I've, I've got my nails sharpened to points. Very sharp, as you can see. Yes. And so that I can do sensation play with just touch. And it will create a stimulation for a person. And let's clarify that you're not actually going to the genitals at this time. This is sensory play, not necessarily sexual play. That is correct. Cool. And so when you finish that soft thing, is it, is it done for them or do they move on to the next? They move on to the next level. And then I ask them, do they want to pick it up? And I'll ask them, where are they at? Where from 1 to 10? 1 being very light and 10 being very extreme. Where are they at? And then I'll ask them, where do they want to go? And if they want to experience something a little bit heavier, and because they don't know unless they try it. And what would be the next level after the fur and your nails? What would be like the next thing that you It would, would be try? my other set of floggers that have made of elk, very soft elk skin. And that's a little bit step up from the fluffier floggers. And then I've got leather floggers. And then I've got rubber floggers. Now, we often see um, people getting flogged on the rear end. But what about um, on their chest and their back? And... And their legs. Well, last night I did a scene in the dungeon with this beautiful young lady that is extremely sensitive to her nipples and she loves her nipples played with. So I used my fiber optics on her nipples. And people stopped doing other scenes to come and watch this because she was having an orgasm on the St. Andrew's Cross. Can you just describe that to our listeners what that means using your fiber optics on her nipples? It's LED fiber optic wiring in a flogger handle. And I used that, and I asked her what her favorite color was, and she said the rainbow. And I had a rainbow setting on that. And I used that, and I was able to flip her nipples while doing a Florentine scene. And the whole room is dark, so we're just looking at the lights? Just looking at the lights. Wow. So it's like looking at a rainbow being flogged wow. with, with swivels on it, and it's just amazing. And she was able to orgasm with you doing this on her nipples. Absolutely. She loved it. She had never experienced it before, but she loved it. They had to clean up a big mess. <laughs> all good. All good for so, sure. So, Goddess, you mentioned earlier that you had some people come in who um, were newbies. Now, how would, let's say, a woman who wants to try a little bit of kink or BDSM bring it up to her partner? What should she say? What she would do is, I've had this experience on the boat as well. Um, a woman brought her husband in because she wanted to experience it. He wanted no part of it. He thought that BDSM was something very hardcore and it was going to be very painful. And I said, no, it's absolutely, totally the opposite. BDSM ties into safe, sane, and consensual play. And I said, y'all have been married 22 years. I said, and you've lived your life up until that point. Now you want to add a little bit of spice. So they wanted to see what BDSM was that. So they came to the dungeon. So I played with them. And now I played with them again today because they love the experience. I actually blindfolded him and her and I played with him so that he could experience. He thought so it was going to be with her. he was on the St. Andrew's Cross? Yes. And he trusted you, or was he tied yep. in there? Yep. Okay. He trusted me to do to use sensory play with him, run our nails over him. He was extremely stimulated. He loved it. And I think a little bit of the technique that I use with the nurturing part aspect of it and the, with a little bit of control, it made his entire night. Wow. How many people do you find, or do you think, have these poor or misconceptions about what kink and BDSM is? You mentioned they thought it was going to be painful, it was going to be this, it was going to be that, and we know it's super sensual and erotic. Let's, let's talk two minutes about 
those misconceptions and where people can get credible information about the facts. Right. Well, a lot of people think that BDSM is all about pain, and it's not. There's a hundred different types of fetishes and kink. Um, I've had people come and say, you know, I'm not into BDSM. I'm not into fetish. And I'm like, well, how do you know? How do you know what you're into unless you try it? And they're like, well, you're right about that. And I'm like, do you like touch? Yes. Do you like sensation play? Well, maybe. And then I show them what sensation play is. And I give them a hands-on experience to let people know that there is a lot more to kink and BDSM than just what's been seen on the TV shows or the, you know, the Fifty Shades of Grey. It's nothing like that. It's a total different experience. However, Fifty Shades of Grey has been a good vehicle for people to open up that discussion about could we, would we, should we? Because even though it was like... It was just Hollywood. It was just movie. Mm -hmm. But it was stuff that people had never seen before. That's correct. And it's no longer taboo. Right. And you've got movie about kink and BDSM all throughout the movie theaters now. Several movies that are out in the theaters right now have kink and BDSM in them. So if someone needed to set themselves up with a basic kit of tools for, let's say, a BDSM experience, even if they're not hardcore, they just want to try it. Mm -hmm. We know, number one, put a blindfold in that kit. What else should go into a toolkit that a basic beginner would want to purchase, perhaps, and just experiment with? I would say definitely uh, a light set of floggers, like rabbit floggers, something made with rabbit fur that's very soft. I would say a hand mitt that's got um, two different sides. On one side, it's um, a little bit more abrasive. On the other side is fur. Um, I would say definitely light um, handcuffs not heavy handcuffs but something that's very light and rather than handcuffs that I use with people I like scarves oh yeah scarves are a great way of adding kink okay hang on hang on hang on so you're gonna go out and you're gonna buy this toolkit you're gonna bring it home to us and with no education you're gonna take all these things out and start using them on me I didn't say no education (laughs) where do people find out how to use them properly because you know I trust my wife but not with with tools (laughs) but if you're giving her these tools and we tried playing with the pinwheel the other day I mean you have to use them properly what's the best way to learn this is what I tell people who want to experience and learn proper ways of doing kink Go on to different websites such as FetLife. In your area, they will have dungeons. They will have classes. They will have studios with people that are putting on scenes and classes to teach proper kink. Research the internet. Go into kinky.com. Watch videos. You know, you want to learn before you start going out and wailing on someone by somebody that knows what they're doing. Yeah, you see? I know, honey. I was just having fun. (laughs) Well, that's where I come in. I know, exactly. And people are very grateful for getting that nurturing touch from you and the goddess experience because it's no longer scary after you are with them. You know, they're not scared to try something new because you've taught them how you could be soft and and You know what I've heard most on this ship? People that have viewed my website, Goddess Phoenix, they see the pictures. They see how intimidating it is. They see how strong. And I am intimidating. And I get my hands on you. And I have a loving, nurturing method of working with you. So I can be very strong. And I can take you know, you to the levels that you want to go to. But I can also give you the loving, nurturing aspect of kink and BDSM in the way it should be. And the touch and the sensitivity and all of those things are just glistening after. Absolutely. Yes. Last question. We're here on the Amazing Bliss Cruise. We have less than 24 hours to go. 
Goddess Phoenix, you've been on lots of cruises, lots of trips. What was your favorite part of this Bliss Cruise? My favorite part of the Bliss Cruise is meeting the new people and introducing people to kink. That has been my best part. I've, um, I work with Lynn with the Swinger Cruise, and I have had a guaranteed 50 to 60 people come down there and said that they have seen my scenes in the dungeon, they have watched what I've taught, and their, their total attitude for kink and BDSM has changed. On a Swinger's Cruise, people are here to fuck. They are here to hook up. Watching someone do something totally different from that in a professional, safe, sane, consensual way with a loving, nurturing hand has changed it. So, like, I've lost my voice from teaching <laughs> so much. Normally, I don't sound like this, but I've, I've, I've taught so much on the boat. That's been the best part of it is educating people it is. and letting people see that. It Wonderful. Is. And it's about the people. Goddess Phoenix, how can people reach out to you and find out more? Well, I'm all over their social media, goddessphoenix.com, fetpros.com, Twitter is goddessphoenix, Facebook is goddessphoenix, and fetlife is goddessphoenix. Wonderful. Thank you very much for being here and for all the great work that you're doing on this boat. Guys, thank you for having me on your show again. I think your show is amazing. I think it's one of the tools that are needed in this lifestyle so that people can have that avenue to go to, listen to your show. And they can learn so much about different things from your show. So thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Our pleasure. Enjoy your day. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David broadcasting live from the Bliss Cruise on the Promenade Deck at the Promenade Cafe on Deck 5 with all sexy, fun people. We've had so many interviews today. Uh, We are now going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll be talking to some other sexy, fun people from the Bliss Cruise. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David broadcasting live on location from the Bliss Cruise Promenade Deck, Promenade Cafe, Deck 5. We're here talking to a whole bunch of fun, sexy people. We're at the tail end of our trip. We've been to Jamaica. We've actually stopped and had a great time in hedonism. Yesterday we were in Cozumel. And we're just sitting here watching people walk by. And we happened to run across a couple of our good friends, Jen and Eric, no, it's not their real names, but unfortunately in the lifestyle, a lot of people have to stay 
Anonymous. Anonymous yes, and underground, which is unfortunate. Hopefully one of these days everybody will be able to be comfortable and the world will be comfortable with all of us talking about our sexual preferences. So, babe. So, Jen and Eric, we've known you guys for a long time now and we run into you on all of these different vacation spots and you guys are experts in the vacationing of the lifestyle. Especially traveling on cruises. Absolutely. So why don't we start by telling us a little story about how you guys uh, got together and fell into the lifestyle. Well, we've been together for close to 22 years and we've been in the lifestyle for close to 20. Uh, We started, um, Eric was in the lifestyle prior to to meeting me, so I knew about it before we we got together, but when we first started to go out, the important thing was for our couple to be strong, so we talked a lot about it and about the lifestyle to learn more before we actually got into it, but uh, I agree, once we got into it, it was wow. It was, it's a lot of fun. I think David and I were together also two years before we found the lifestyle, and I agree with you 100%. That strength and the bond in the couple is the most important thing before you can share your partner. Mm. So, so Eric, tell us how you brought up, how did the discussion start when you wanted to introduce Jen to the alternative lifestyle? Well, I think Jen already knew that I had been part of the lifestyle in my, my with my previous wife, and uh, it was something that I understood very well. She knew that I had been in it, and she got curious. And when the curiosity arose, I said, "Well, okay, you know, let's let's hold back for a little bit, take a, take some time, build our own couple as, as a strong couple," because I really, really believe that in the lifestyle, if you have a strong couple, it can help to make it even stronger. If you have a weak relationship, it can work to make it weaker. So I said to her, let's, let's go about this in a way that would be a little bit objective. We took the book called The Lifestyle and we read it together. And as we went through chapter by chapter, paragraph by paragraph, it opened up the most amazing discussions between us that helped us to get over a lot of hurdles that a lot of people have about getting into the lifestyle. It made us realize that, you know, there's a lot more to the lifestyle than just two couples going off into a bedroom somewhere and having sex. There are so many different aspects of the lifestyle today that uh, have created the diversity that it was really kind of unheard of 20, 25 years ago, uh, that today, you know, you have threesomes, you have uh, fivesomes, you have, you know, foursomes and foursomes. Yeah, and there's kink <laughs> Puppy and piles. and the, the, the lifestyle is, is a spectrum, right? It goes from all different ends of how people want to live their lives sexually, and it doesn't always involve other people. Mm. It involves different ways of exploring their sexuality. But did you notice, we've read the book The Lifestyle as well, did you notice as you went through it how you found out more about each other because you're asking each other, would you, could you, should you? Absolutely, and it it actually created topics of discussion and topics that you would not have automatically thought of discussing. And we would read, sometimes we would read a few pages and talk for hours. Sometimes we would read many pages and we didn't have that many questions because either we had already discussed things or things were clear between us. But we definitely discovered a lot more about each other as a couple 
but as well as the lifestyle and our preferences too because like you mentioned David it's there's no one style of being a swinger or a lifestyle but what's important is what is the agreement or the understanding that you have with your spouse and whatever rules or limitations or limits are there those are the boundaries that you need to respect and always respect and those can change over time as you evolve as a couple as you evolve in your sexuality as you discover more and different things and become curious about different things absolutely rules and limits and boundaries change and you just have to keep re-establishing them whether it's on a weekly basis or a monthly basis depends how sexually active you are (laughs) that's true but that's why it's important after every encounter to do a little recap and say how it was it for you and what did you like or dislike and if there were things to be improved or either pay more attention to her spouse or say oh no it was great so then you just carry on but it's important to always touch base after each experience so you guys spoke about it you got into the lifestyle tell us about your first trip or your first experience our first trip was probably to hedonism mm-hmm. uh, together because uh, I had been there before and I, and I had suggested going there. And we found that the environment there was so conducive to the lifestyle. We said, let's, you know, let's give it a shot and uh, fell in love with the place. I mean, it took her a little while before she wanted to take all her clothes off. That was a normal evolution. I think all of us go through an evolution in the lifestyle. You start off at a certain level of comfort, and then that level of comfort gets more higher and higher, and you start exploring different things. Uh, our, our evolution over the last 20 years has been incredible. So, Jen, how long did it take you to get naked? Honestly, a few trips. Oh, oh wow. Really? And okay. the, the, the clothes I brought the first time I went to Hito, I thought were my sexy clothes. Uh-huh. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> well, you know what? We, we had that same, same experience. Desire, yeah. <laughs> like an uh, almost see-through, not see-through t-shirt without a bra was what for me was sexy. And here I am on this trip walking around with major high heels and... Seal me boots, yes. unless you can say the fuck word. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 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 Fuck, fuck me boots. Yeah. Yes. And hot yeah. pants, and you know my breasts hanging out, and I have no issues. But I mean, definitely did not start like that. But like, like Eric said, it's an evolution, and it's. But we go to, we went to my pace because you were more willing on certain things. But it paid off for you definitely to go to my pace and let me evolve and discover and like even costumes I went a tad more risque every time but it was up to uh, to my pace and it was really it was fun but that's I, the, that, I, go ahead if I can just comment on that uh, one of the things I find maybe the words is a little strong but offensive mm-hmm. is when I see a couple where one is pushing the other to do things faster than what they really are ready to do because and you know that's not going to work in the long it's run. It's not going to work. You know, if, you, you, if you're saying to your spouse, uh, listen, I want you to wear this kind of thing and I want you to say these kind of things and, and or we're going to go into this group thing and, you know, it's it's got to be a discussion. It's got to be an understanding so that you both come out of it feeling good about it and then you can evolve. But, but I like, uh, sorry, but I like the encouragement. I remember when I was evolving, just like you, uh, Jen, when I was evolving into more, evolving. yes, from the, uh, what I thought thought was sexy into more sexy I can remember clearly the discussion I had with David because I went from wearing a one-piece bathing suit to wearing a bikini and to me a bikini meant a full bottom bikini what about right? heels you well, never wore let heels let me finish the story about the bikini honey <laughs> so I went from wearing a full 
a one-piece ba- bathing suit to wearing a bikini. But David kept saying there's too much material. I go, too much material? What are you talking about? It's a bikini. Well, it's not the right kind of bikini that I like. And he showed me Wicked Weasel online. I went, no fucking way am I ever going to wear that, right? <laughs> but guess what? It didn't take long. And I had a Wicked Weasel. And then my next one was Malibu Strings and Skins Bikinis and all of those things. So, yes, I remember that. There's too much fabric on there. <laughs> but I, I remember the first time we found out about the lifestyle, we were at Temptation. And we had nothing. We, we went there just a vanilla vacation. It was, it was supposed to be a vanilla vacation and we didn't know about theme nights we didn't know about sexy Carol had a beautiful bikini that we bought in Extapa, Mexico which was supposedly sexy and With here we are with a lot of fabric a lot of fabric yes here we are at Temptation and we're going down to we're there for New Year's and Carol's like what do I wear and I said well here's a top does it stretch a little longer and you can wear the top as a dress and she says there's no way I'm going like that and she put it on and we're walking down the stairs and she's like check check that my pussy's not showing check that my ass and the whole night she's pulling it down and and that's our that's our signature outfit in fact it's in our poster oh, wow. this is our very very first lifestyle dress that I wore that was a top that I pulled down and this is our signature dress oh, we will never it. get rid of it Carol we'll you're, it you're sexy however you dress <laughs> thank you honey thank you so much so <laughs> let's let's talk let's remind everybody first of all this is the sexy lifestyle we are Carol and David we're broadcasting live from the Bliss Cruise with 4400 other sexy people you guys have been on lots of cruises six six lifestyle wow six lifestyle cruises definitely veterans what makes these types of vacations so good for you and your couple the freedom the fun the fact that we can dress in a way that you cannot back home so we for a skanky or low clothing type of vacation we always bring a lot of suitcases because of all the shoes and the boots and the costume and the bustiers but all that is just so much fun it's a party you can go up to anybody and start a conversation without any alternative motives just to be friendly you're in an elevator you start a, a conversation you do a joke so it's just all around it's happy people for a whole week and a lot of sexiness you and it's it's really a lot of fun I for me it brought out some classiness to the lifestyle I mean having been in the lifestyle for well over 20 years um, I've seen a lot of places that were not exactly the most appetizing Mm -hmm. places to have sex you come on board this ship and you're part of you feel like you're you're part of the norm it's classy it's clean it's sexy you've got a sorry go ahead it's it's got places that you can go to have sex where you can do it with just yourselves as a couple or a foursome or an eightsome or whatever you want and it's clean you walk in it smells clean the sheets are, are all washed and cleaned off every between every uh, every episode, event. every couple. Yeah. It's so very every fuck, the every fuck between yes. every fuck. <laughs> there and you go. So you're you're feeling clean and and very good about yourself, being part of this community. It's it's really uh, I think it brought it brought the lifestyle up to a, a next next level. You know, I had never thought of that, but I absolutely agree with you. Yes. 
And so, the staff do amazing work. They do, they do. And, and Bliss and the organization that's behind oh, yeah. Bliss is fantastic. And I'm going to get to the sex part in a second. But you mentioned something about um, just being in the elevator and being able to talk to anybody. And it's absolutely incredible that there's 4,400 people on the ship. And if we had the time without any schedule, any dates, you could go up to anybody on the ship and just say, hi, how are you, where are you from? And they will engage you in a conversation. When you go to, we'll call them vanilla vacations, we won't call them family vacations, but just regular vacations or just a regular club or a bar or a restaurant at home, you could never just walk up to somebody in a bar and say, hey, how are you? Where are you from? You know, They're going to think you're weird. You're They're going to think, yeah. what's up with you? Why are you talking to me? And exactly. A bar, in a normal bar, a girl going up to a guy just to say hi doesn't work because that means automatically trying to pick them up. Yeah. And it's not always the case. But no, this is fun. And even uh, we're talking about just randomly meeting people. Suppers are awesome when you just walk in. I mean, we always walk, not always, but the two of us, and we say just we want to share a table. So every night we meet different people, different conversation. We don't necessarily want to play with everybody, but it's just nice to have an exchange, learn about their lifestyle, their how they got involved. And it, it's, a, it's a fun sharing spicy experience it is and you can meet people and have dinner with them and have a drink with them and not play with them and then say hey great you know and then you meet up another couple exactly. you end up in the playroom and the people you had dinner with are right next to you and in the it's playroom. not like you're offending anybody no, no, no. this no, is exactly. just the norm right and, and yeah. sometimes you will spend a lot of time talking and getting to know a couple never ending up playing with them and we've come back on a next cruise or a cruise thereafter and hit it off. Oh, yeah. So it was like an investment. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so Getting Jen, to know people. Jen, because we, you know, the women in the lifestyle really have their foot on the gas or their foot on the brake. And we, I know you were talking. Or, or at least they should. They, they should. <laughs> and, and there are some people who don't necessarily, like you were saying before, um, are pushing their partner into it. But those people really don't survive in this environment. They get spit That's out true. like like they should <laughs> but really it's the woman who drives talk to us about your experiences in the playroom the fun that you have and how these foursomes and morsums come together literally pun intended <laughs> and you know the consent and respect you know you think there's hundreds of people the playroom main playroom here probably had what 200 beds mm. there was 400 people 500 people in there and everybody does everything consensually and with respect as a woman how do you feel when you go in there and how do you navigate through all the sexiness that's in there I actually feel more at ease and more secure here than in a normal bar back home where you do have predators and sharks but not necessarily the right kind but here at Respect is definitely the, the key word, and I think everybody has, um, they will maybe approach you in a, in a sexy manner, but if you say no because it doesn't work out or you don't want them to be joining you, you can politely, if they have their hand on, on your thigh, you can politely take their hand and just politely smile and push their hand away, and you don't need to explain. And they get it. And they get it. No means no, and... So it's it's great, and personally, on 
sexuality aspect of things, if I can say so. The uh, the lifestyle helped me explore so many aspects, and because of the lifestyle, I became a squirter and multi-orgasmic. So it's really awesome. Yes, thank you for supporting our Throws of Passion blanket. Our business has yes. taken off because of Jen. I'll second that. <laughs> so Saving a few mattresses, too. Al- so although great. I haven't become multi-orgasmic yet. So now, When you meet a new couple, very often you have a chance to talk to them about what they like and what they don't like and what they're into and what they're not. But sometimes you get to the playroom and you, you don't know them because you've kind of just met them and you might not have asked every single question. And that's sometimes why he might put his hand somewhere and you don't like it and you gently move it away and he gets it. It's his way of just saying, oh, that's not what you're into. And I had that yesterday when the gentleman started playing with, with my butthole and it was not something I wanted. And I just touched his hand. It was no, exactly. and it was still sexy. Everything mm. was great. We just continued on. There was no offense, no nothing. It just, we moved on with it. And so, yes, it's great if you do get a chance to talk to your partner before, your new yes. partner. But if not, you work your way through it without offending anybody, keeping it sexy, keeping it sensual, and still having a great time. And still remaining true to yourself yes. as well. And if not you're feeling not violated exactly. or anything. If there's something you're not comfortable with, you should be you need to say so mm-hmm. and remove the hand or say I don't like that or yeah. don't do it as hard or don't like or harder if that's or what harder. you want exactly <laughs> like I know for me it's a reflex the moment somebody a man or a woman goes for my breast yeah. I say gentle yeah I mean people have a tendency of biting and that nobody has ever been offended for me to say do it more gentle so it doesn't hurt but that communication is so important in the lifestyle it's the same thing when a guy is going down to eat your pussy you know I know how to eat Carol's pussy and have her come but she likes it a little when softer when you eat my pussy it's different it is it absolutely <laughs> is and we've played together before yes. and I know what you like but last night we played with a couple and I had no idea they, they were invited to our play party from another couple and I asked her I said do you like it hard do you like it soft one finger two fingers she said yes yes she said and yes, yes, and yes, yes and yes <laughs> and you know she got off in, in, in a couple of mm. minutes and we had a great time together and then when she went down to suck my cock to give me a blowjob she said the first thing is like what do you like and I said well I like it wet and I like you stroking it all through the head and you know two minutes later I came but if she would have not asked me, she could have done something that was just like, you know, a massage that lasts forever and ever and ever mm. and doesn't feel good. And that's why communication is so key in the lifestyle, whether it be with your partner or with someone else that you're playing. And sometimes you don't get the guy off because you're not quite got the right technique, even though you've asked or you tried. And you can't be offended by that either because you don't know that person very well. And if you don't get him off, you just say, you know, help me or tell me or, or do it yourself. And then I stay there and help and do what I can to get it going. But you can't be expected to know the other person right off the bat either. Exactly. And, and nobody's offended by that. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what I discovered? It's not all guys who wants to come off because of personal reasons. Right. They like it to makes them it last. Like, exactly, which is yes. fine. Yeah. So, but and then you don't feel the bad. Yeah, then you don't feel bad about it. And then he's like, "No, no, I'm holding off. I need a break. Time out." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, and all I, good. Think, I think one thing that's worth mentioning too is that uh, for for us guys, um, there are nights that you're going to be spectacular. There are nights that are, you're going to not be so spectacular. There are other techniques that you can use with the woman to make her feel really good. And if you're having right. trouble that night, most women that I've met in the lifestyle have said, that's okay, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, don't, don't be sorry. Mm-hmm. You did very well in the other, <laughs> other department, and, and let's 
And sometimes Let's just enjoy that. Well, sometimes it's your third time that day. And <laughs> well, that's just like <laughs> there's that also, right? But sometimes it could be a distraction. The playroom, if that's there's it. other yes. people are very loud, which they can be, even though they're having a wonderful time, they're loud and, and moaning and I'm groaning and loud. screaming. <laughs> and sometimes that could be a distraction. It could be as simple as that. And so we all get it. You know, yeah. we all and get it. And the heat too. <laughs> so now let's bring it back to your couple. Okay, we started off talking about how you guys met, how you guys got into the lifestyle. We've now gone through swinging and cruising and keto and squirting with our Throws of Passion Waterproof Sex Blanket. <laughs> Buy it on Amazon. <laughs> but let's talk about how all this has strengthened your couple. Jen, being in the lifestyle for so many years, you guys are loving your best friends. How does every lifestyle experience make your couple better? Because we share it. We do it together. We, and we talk about it. So whether we're physically right beside the other or one on top of the other sharing a moment, we talk about it after, whether it was good or whether it was less good. And, and do you have great sex, the two of you? Oh, absolutely. Actually, the other night, we went up on the outside playroom with the wind on my body and us. in my hair. And we, when I was on my back, I could see the star and his face. So it was like, wow. No, it was. So we I got goosebumps just hearing that because I know you guys so well. I can just imagine that's so sexy. So we do have moments where that was a, a bonding moment, like in the middle of the cruise where we had a very awesome, uh, tender and very hot sex session between each other. And it was just great. So it's, it's a way of rebonding and, and it's one carry of those, on the party. I'm, I'm sure it's one of those moments that becomes a memory of this trip that carries you for, Absolutely. for, for years. Yeah. Because Absolutely. as much as we like to remember all the people we fucked, we just simply can't. <laughs> and it's a little bit embarrassing sometimes when you meet up someone later and then, oh, whoa, really? Did we fuck? I can't remember. I'm not sure. What are you sure. trying to say, girl? <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm just saying, but as long as you're remembering the important moments yes, is yes, what I was yes, about yes. to say. We can't remember every fuck, but those good ones yes, you do, right? Absolutely. All right. Last question before we sign off and let you guys go get your coffee. Um, we're sitting here on the Promenade Cafe on the Bliss Cruise, somewhere out in the Atlantic. We're on our way back to Fort Lauderdale. But, Jen, talk to the women out there who might be apprehensive about coming on a trip like this. They might have heard our radio show or found out about it online, and they want to talk to their partner about it. As a woman, how would you bring up that discussion to your partner that you want to explore your sexuality, not necessarily swing, but come to a place where you can get naked and you can be sexy? Very good question. How would you start the conversation? Ask if there's something, or better yet, share something that you haven't done that you would like to do. And actually, that's one thing that, you know, that's how we came up on this cruise as well. So it's if there's something you want to explore, either uh, being with another woman or just even dressing sexy, wearing clothes that you would not wear back home that and talk about it, read, do some research, uh, find out good testimonials of, of, of people that had a good time and and embark on this adventure together. Don't surprise your partner by saying, oh, by the way, we, we're going on a swinger cruise. But it's, it's a great way of discovering yourself as well. Because in the process, even if you're not ready to walk around half naked, 
don't and you're able to just watch other and people. And it's all fine. And there's no right or wrong and there's no limit. You want to stay fully clothed? That's fine. But you're surrounded with loving, fun people and just by talking to them and and learning about their experience, you will you will learn something new and for sure I guarantee anybody who will not stay in their room for the whole week, who will have a discussion with any person on this ship will learn something and grow and come out of this of this trip um, to have grown and learned something. And a stronger couple, yes, I'm sure. Just come on this trip with some fantasies in your mind, but not necessarily going to act them out if you want. Just come on the trip and watch, learn, talk to people. And I think that will start the evolution. We all have a bit of fantasy. The question is, do we want to act out on our fantasy? Right. Not everybody does. And it's not for everybody. And I wouldn't, I would never encourage that everybody could be in the lifestyle. It takes a certain mindset. You both have to want to try something like this. You both have to want to act on a fantasy, but you need to communicate each other with each other every step of the way. Hmm. Otherwise, if you take bigger steps than the other one, the other person did, uh, you're going to end up in a hole somewhere and stuck there. Right. And I like what Jen was saying that you don't have to get naked and you don't have to swing and you don't have to play. That's right. You can come here and like you guys were saying earlier, you set your rules, you set your expectations. The one thing we always say is don't change those rules and expectations on the fly. I talk if you about see them. something, great. Go back, talk about it, reset, go back in, try it. It worked, great. It didn't work, talk about it and try it again. Exactly. And Definitely never take one for the team. You both, you both have to be in it for the betterment of your couple. And if it's not good for one of you, then it's not good for both of you. Absolutely. So agree with that. If we're coming close to the end, I just want to make one mention of something I think is extremely important for your listeners. And that as you go through the lifestyle, we've always talked about women being the lead in the lifestyle. I think it's extremely important that, that the men out there understand that the bonding between two couples, if that's going to happen, needs to start between the two women. And I don't mean necessarily the two women having sex, but the two women bonding in a, in a way that women bond, hugs, kisses, uh, sensuality. And if there's a bond there, then that you can might be able to move to the next step. Uh, if you don't have that bond, if it's the guy who's hitting on the other woman or, vi or the other guy, it it doesn't work like it is in the dating scene. Right. In the lifestyle, if the women bond first, good things will follow. And the ladies plan the dates, the sex yes, dates, and we, we organize do. and we make sure we know what we're getting ourselves into and we definitely confer before. So yes, that's very good advice. Thank you very much, Eric. And I, like you said before, the lifestyle is for anyone, but it's not for everyone. Right. Yes, well said. Jen, Eric, thank you so much for your time. We'll see you a little bit later, hopefully in the playroom yes. last night. Let's remind everyone, this is The Sexy Lifestyle. As you can hear, we're broadcasting live from the Bliss Cruise on the Promenade Deck in the Promenade Cafe. There's lots of activity going up here, lots of things for sale. We have the Womanizer. We have our Throws of Passion blanket. Everybody stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Are you ready for your erotic journey? 
Join host Lexi Silver every week for SDC's Seek, Discover, Create, the radio show. Whether you're new at this journey or well-traveled on the sexual road, we'll help you find your way with guest experts and hot topics about sex, relationships, and your health. You can also connect with the communities of SDC.com for even more advice and discussion. Listen every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with carol and david got a burning question or comment about today's show send an email to ask at carolanddavid.com and we just might be answering your question next now back to this week's show this is the sexy lifestyle we are carol and david and we are broadcasting live from the bliss cruise promenade cafe fifth deck Malcolm, the cruise director, for whatever reason, is on his bed sleeping in the middle of the Ben & Jerry's ice cream shop. Hopefully we'll have him on a little bit later. But we've had a great trip. We're on our way back from Cozumel. We stopped at in Jamaica. We actually had a nice trip at Hedonism and the couple that we're going to chat with here we spoke to while we were at Hedo. Um, babe, take it away. Uh, so we have Lisa Marie and Eric here, a couple that we did meet on the Hedo excursion. And, you know, it's so fun to make new friends because that's what it's all about. And uh, I guess we can start by saying, why don't you let us know about how you guys got together and how you discovered the lifestyle? Well, Eric and I have been together quite a long time now. We met in high school working at a movie theater. And uh, we were best frenemies for a while. And then uh, we fell in love. So we hang on, to get Lisa Marie, you're not the Lisa Marie from Elvis, right? Right? <laughs> Let's just that's clarify that. No, I'd love to claim that, but that's not me. <laughs> so you met at a move, working together at a movie theater. Yes, we did. Um, and then what happened? Like you fucked in the movie theater? <laughs> not at all. No, we were we were best of friends. And what's interesting is that um, we were in high school. Eric used to ask me all the time about girls and how to meet girls and how to you were his wingman right yes. at the beginning wow advisor yes. yes advisor and he actually used to have this little notepad and he would talk to me and he would write down little notes and we were just friends at the time and uh, what, what, what happened over the years is we went off to college, we were not dating, and he would go out with girls, and he would come home, and he would call me, and we would talk about it, and I would go out with guys, and we would talk about it, and we would be on the phone till 3, 4 in the morning some nights just talking about our different dates. And so when we actually knew, when it dawned on us that we were in love with each other and uh, we got together, basically the lifestyle was perfect for us because nothing's changed. Those, those moments that we had when we were very young where we would... Uh, Talking about meet others and talk about them. That's that's very much a but part of who we are. But you started off very young, learning how to communicate and talk about sex. Yes, we did. And so you're obviously uninhibited about ex- expressing yourselves and sharing feelings, which is one of the hardest things that couples have to do every day. Well, let, yes. let's be clear. This was not something that we just just went full force into right when we, when our relationship started. Uh, we got married young, out of right out of school, and uh, about a, about a year or two into our marriage, we stumbled upon something after an event that took a, a risque turn, let's put it that way. And then once we got online and realized, wow, that there is a name for this and there are other people that do it. And so for, for several years for us, it was, it was we enjoyed being in the atmosphere. We enjoyed being a part of what was going 
on, but we would always just keep it to ourselves. And then, and then over time, it was that we were okay with uh, spicing it up a little bit more. And then it was actually a trip to Hedonism Three before it had long before it had closed. Uh, it, it was really truly a life changing experience for us. So we were very comfortable being around the, the lifestyle, but then you know crossing the line into being all in or full swab. And how long ago, or how long into your relationship was that moment? It was probably seven or eight years into our marriage itself. Um, and, and, you know, that was gosh, 10, 12 years ago for sure. Um, so that, that was really life changing for us in terms of, uh, um, you know, that, 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 that progression through the lifestyle. But what we, what we've really found is that it really did. It has helped us communicate. It has helped us, uh, learn how to communicate with each other about how to open up about what our, what our, uh, um, you know, wants and desires are, and what turns us on, what turns us off about each other, and uh, it's really just been an enhancement to what's already been very positive, uh, even from the very beginning. We've always had a very strong sex life, a very close sex life, uh, but this has really helped take it to a new level for sure. So, one of the questions that we get asked all the time is, how often do we fuck other people? People always want to know. We're very big on social media, and I get those questions all the time. And I guess because the, in their minds, being swingers, they probably think that every day or every weekend, at least, that we're off fucking other people. Uh, so what would you say would be your frequency of having a swinger events or well, I, lifestyle adventures? I would say, first of all, we don't count. That's not uh, Okay, there choice. you go. And so I don't know if I could even answer that with a number. But um, for us, this is really about being who we are, being genuinely ourselves with the people that we meet. This is not about, I mean, it's strange to say it's not about sex, but it really isn't. It's, all, it's always about the people. Yes, it's about getting to know people as their authentic selves and being our authentic selves with them. And what I always say to people is that it's about making friends and that sex is one of those things that might be on the table with us as friends. And it might happen and it might not. And regardless, we will be friends with those that we meet. And that doesn't it doesn't affect our friendship with people, whether or not we actually have sex with them or, or do any other activities. We have we have a bunch of friends that we used to play with. We've become great friends, and we don't play with them anymore, and they're still our great friends. Absolutely. Yes, us as well. Now, for us, this was never a, a, it's not a way of life for us. You know, the term lifestyle is so broad, it means different things to other people. Uh, but for us, it's, it's always been something that's been a, a something that, that, that we go to, to to relax and unwind. I mean, we're, we're, we're busy with family life, with work life, et cetera, and, and you know, that takes absolute precedent. You know, when we were trying to get pregnant for several years, we took a break from this, and it's kind of ebbed and flowed as life has, uh, has, has pulled us in different directions. And so it's not been something that's every week for us. There are many people in this lifestyle who it is an every week thing. For, for them, it is an every week thing. But for us, it's, it's whenever, whenever we can make it happen, it, it can happen. It's a treat. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Special. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, with our life circumstances, we can't, we can't always, you know, find a babysitter or childcare every single week. Mm-hmm. And so some weeks she may go out and have a good time herself. And, and that's, that's great. She brings it back to us and, and uh, we, we have our own fun after that, just uh, even talking about it. Yeah, all those memories and all those visuals and the fantasy that comes with it. And that's yes. half the fun, really, right? We review and replay all those instances, and it spices up your sex life together. Absolutely. And we, you know, it, it, people always ask, you know, how do you set up dates or, or things like that? But one of the things that we have found is whether or not that date is positive or negative, it's always positive amongst us. We have a great time together. Um, and, you know, we have some fun stories to tell over the years, and you learn things about yourselves, and we always have a good time. So let's talk about the Bliss Cruise. How many times have you been on a 
boat with 4,400 naked people. This is our second lifestyle cruise, uh, our first Bliss cruise, and we have loved it. What do you great. like most about the ship? And don't tell me the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that everywhere I go, I have a friend. Um, the, I love to be social. And so for us to take a vanilla vacation, so to speak, where we would go to dinner, and the expectation is that you eat dinner yourselves and you don't necessarily talk to the people next to you or get to know them. I mean, we've made friends from all over the world doing this, and that's one of the things that I really love. And when you walk down the hallway, you see your friends. You walk down the promenade, you're going to run into someone that you and know And they're and genuinely love. happy to see you too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And they Absolutely. care and they want to know how you've been. And uh, whether you're available in the next hour or not doesn't really matter, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. With 4,400 people on board, is that what you said, 4,400? Yeah. 4,400 people on board. There's 4,400 happy people here. There are, and 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 everyone's got a smile on their face. And when you when you are in an elevator, it's just a, a moment to break the ice with somebody, make a smart comment, or, or introduce yourselves. And 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 never once have we inter- tried to introduce ourselves and gotten a cold shoulder or a snarl or anything like that. So if this were any normal vacation, you would you try to introduce yourself to somebody, you get a, an awkward look. But or they all move away from you very quickly. Oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but here it's it's 4,400. Of your friends, and I'll tell you a little secret that um, because we're on the Royal Caribbean Independence of the Seas, this is normally a family vanilla ship, and because there's naked people, and last night we had fetish night, and the, the outfits were incredible, but all the crew and staff on board get asked if they want to be on the ship because some of them might be offended, mm-hmm. and we were told that 99% of the staff want to be on this because everybody is happy. Nobody complains. Nobody worries about the small things in life that they normally get on the cruises where everybody expects the, the A to Z of food service, even though the food and service is great here. But like Some you people would, just like to complain, period, they right? They do. But I we're here, everybody in, in, on cruises like this, at Hedonism, at Desire, uh, with the SDC cruise, with Luxury Lifestyle Vacations, are there for the people. Absolutely. Right? And like you said, everybody here is happy. And our, our log line is live happy, healthy, and horny. And what better <laughs> yes. place to do it than right here? Absolutely. You know, uh, last night, we were talking this morning at the breakfast. Malcolm was talking at the Quest Game Show last night about how lifestylers are inclusive and happy and loving and just a wonderful community. And that's one of the things, not one of the things, it is the number one reason that I love being in the lifestyle because we, we do. We just love each other. And it's a happy place to be. And this lifestyle, which is mostly underground, and the world outside here doesn't understand that. They don't understand or get the fact that it's about the people, it's about the friendships and the love that we have for each other, and the respect that we have for each other. And that's just kind of wonderful. It is. Yeah, unfortunately, it's it's there's so many stigmas about this lifestyle in 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 the vanilla world, uh, be it for family or professionals, and and of course I hope that my family is not listening to this podcast for that very reason. <laughs> but you know, I would I would hope that if they were to ever find out that it would it was it would really be a oh wow this is really something that they're doing together and it has really enhanced who they are and their relationship together, their strength as a couple as as a family unit themselves. Uh, I mean, for us, it's it's been it's been 
nothing but an enhancement. And if there if there has been a stressor or this has been a st- contributor to stress in our lives, we've backed away from it until we've resolved whatever's going on. Like I said, be it you know a relocation or a job change or a family planning uh, event or what have you. Uh, but it's it's been it's been an incredible um, incredible week. It's been an incredible uh, you know life. It's been an incredible life together. It's been an incredible lifestyle. It's it's been awesome all the way around. And I really loved your story that you told us that you had been friends for a number of years and sharing lots of different things. And then you became a couple. And that very first time that you actually connected, well, you knew, you realized you loved each other, but you did actually connect. Some people find that very awkward, but how did you get over that awkwardness just to express and share? Like, tell us the story when you guys had your first kiss. It was in the projection room at the movie theater. And, uh, I was pretty frustrated with Eric that day. I remember because I had told him that I was in love with him and that I was having a difficult time being his friend because of the feelings that I was having. And he gave me quite the story one day where he said, I'm not in love with you today, but I might be tomorrow or I might be three years from now. And I was, I was pretty frustrated with him. And he had set up, um, he was the projectionist at the time, so he'd set up a private screening of a movie the night before. And it was just the two of us in a dark movie theater. And I'm making all kinds of cracks about the movie. Man running from commitment and it, things that were not a part of the storyline. And I, I'm making all these comments. And typically at the end of a night, at that point in time, he would either kiss my hand or kiss my cheek and we would say goodnight. That night he shook my hand. And he sent me home. So I was pretty frustrated. And the next day he called me back and he said, I need you to come by and see me at the movie theater. Well, he was nervous. So he went around and he was threading up movies and he was telling me about how he went on a camping trip. And he had spent some time reflecting and he went through a very, very long story about just coming to terms with things. And he told me that he was in love with me. And then while the projectors were whirring in the background, he stepped forward and he kissed me. And I remember feeling, and this is gonna sound awkward, but I remember feeling like it was kissing my brother. And then he looked at me and he looked me in the eyes and he saw that I was wearing a black bra and he just grabbed the little bra strap and he goes, and I love black lingerie. Yeah. And it was... Uh, no longer your no, brother. <laughs> no longer my brother. As usual, she had spell it out for story. me at first. Beautiful. So before we let you guys get on with your day, tell us a bit about what your favorite part of this Bliss Cruise is in terms of enhancing your sex life, strengthening your couple, and just, you know, when you go home, what do you talk about? I I think my favorite part is that um, we meet a lot of people that we are attracted to, but that does not necessarily mean that we end up playing together. And so let's take last night, I think, as a good example of... We ended up in the club with a whole bunch of those people that we were attracted to. And it turns out we were all kind of attracted to each other. And we were dancing all night long. And before we knew it, it was 2 a.m. And the couple's room had closed. And we all looked at each other and we decided that we wanted to play together. And what I think that I really um, enjoy about that is that there you know friends can be friends together. And uh, that it's not anything that's preconceived. That you can just fall into things that are just wonderful and happy and a great when time. When the chemistry fits, you just go with the flow, and especially when your mind is open and you're, it's all about pleasure. It's all about pleasuring each other, yes. having your own sexual pleasure, and those are the kind of memories that you will take home with you, and I'm sure replay when the kids are going crazy at home, right? Yes, absolutely. 
Absolutely. And, and not talking about you know something that specifically happened to us, but one of my favorite things about this cruise, this lifestyle, taking a lifestyle vacation, is that there's no social stigma that we find in vanilla life here. And what I mean by that is that you could be you could bump into somebody in an elevator, and you could be sitting next to a welder or the president of a bank, and it really doesn't matter. It's 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 we're all we're all here. We're all here to have a good time. We're all here to be social. Let's have fun. And that that social stigma that you have so much in real life or vanilla life, I should say, just doesn't exist here. And now now why can't we replicate that in, in, in normal life is 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 you know a question that I struggle with all the time. But but that's what I love is that that you know it doesn't matter if you're 25 or 85. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're you're blue collar, white collar, no collar, whatever. It's it's just a, an incredible um, um, level. Doesn't matter political beliefs or anything like that. It's just uh, it's we're heavy here to have a good time among friends. You're so right, and we love it, and we're in it for the people. So, Lisa Marie, the last word's going to be to you. And I've been asking all the women the same question. So, we have a very large listenership. We have 500,000 people that listen to us in 60 countries. And there's a lot of people out there who don't know what they don't know when it comes to sexuality and relationships and the lifestyle in general. Talk to the women out there who are listening to this show and want to bring the subject of going on a bliss cruise up to their partner. How would they do it? How would you tell a woman, this is how you bring up this subject to something that obviously has made your couple super strong? I would definitely say that in our culture, we as women are stifled and that one of the greatest things that I would talk to another woman about is to open herself up to something like this and to be willing to discover what she doesn't know about herself and that this is the environment to do that. Because when you come on a cruise like this, you get a concentrated effort is what I will say of, of what the lifestyle can be and you get to see everything and you can experience whatever you would choose to experience and that is the other thing that I would tell women is that it's what they choose to experience there's nothing they have to do you can come on this cruise there are people who are not in the lifestyle who come on these cruises just because they want to see it and they want to experience it and how would they bring it up to their partner to come along with them <laughs> I just say it. There's, yeah, that's I mean, what I say. Just there, say it. You don't have to put it in any particular kind of language. I think a large part of um, learning who you are as a woman and the, in the lifestyle is to learn to just say things and just to talk about Ask what you for want. what you want. Exactly. And, and we say all the time, it's okay for women to want to have good sex and want to say what they want. And uh, we can't say it enough. It's just so important that it's not about the guy it's really about the woman and if you guys are happy we're happy we're easy you know happy take us on wife, a ship and see 2200 pairs of gorgeous tits i'm <laughs> yes. all good yes absolutely lisa marie eric thank you so much for your time it's been our honor thank, thank you. you it's been thrilling. go out enjoy the rest of the day we're uh, heading back uh, i think we're just above cuba right now we'll be back uh, in cuba with the sdc Cruise next Cuban month. Crew, uh, cruise um, in December. Guys, thanks again so much. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, as you can hear, broadcasting live from the Promenade Cafe in on the Bliss Cruise on the Royal Caribbean Independence of the Seas. And stay tuned. We'll be right back after this. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. 
SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Sexy Lifestyle Network. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.